Hello, you are listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I am the C. Uh, joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. Um, yeah, I'm. It's hard. I'm trying to drag this uh, podcast out without talking about football. I'm glad you brought football up, Zijan, because <laughs> football is coming home, my friend. It no, is coming it, home. Remember uh, the last time we did this podcast during the World Cup? And I'm pretty certain you said the exact same thing <laughs> back then. Uh, yes, no, I, I get into um, a feat of manic optimism. Uh, kind of about about a week or two before um, before any major tournament starts, I become why don't like, optimistic. I mean, it's, it's uh, the Ukraine. Why it's, it's just the Ukraine. Uh, we beat Germany. We beat Ukraine. We have not conceded a single goal in this tournament. But depending on when you listen to this, um, we're uh, recording on Sunday night. Uh, England won last night a com- comprehensive four 0 victory against Ukraine, and uh, w- this podcast goes out on Wednesday, which is when England are playing Denmark in the semi final. So who knows? Who knows? See, I knew it was a bad idea. Uh, yeah, let's get all the football talk out of the way because I, um, I, <laughs> I sense I'm losing Zijan and possibly the audience. Um, <laughs> no one listens to a podcast for the football commentary. Maybe, maybe if, if if this gets huge numbers at the first five minutes and it tails <laughs> off, we'll know. We'll know. That. <laughs> I'm not sure what we'll know. We'll know something. Today we're talking about 2011 in film, though. That's 10 years ago. Uh, to the very year we're also uh, doing a quiz on the films of John Favreau we watched an American in Paris we'll be talking about that uh, and much, much 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 more but we start as we always do with the movie news uh, which is almost as exciting as the football news but not quite Zijan uh, what movie is it, news is have it you really? got is it uh, is it uh, I'm looking at my list uh, no none of this is anywhere near it this is about if I had to if I had to compare the excitement of the news I'll be showing today with uh, any football match that happened recently. This is a kind of maybe a, a North Macedonia versus Finland kind of news section, I think. It's yeah, I kind of don't get a reference, but I don't watch football, but yet I still know what you're talking about because the lack it. of movie it. news is uh, pretty dire. Basically, <laughs> I have no idea why. Uh, with apologies to our North Macedonian and Finnish listeners uh, for whom that match, I'm sure, which I, I made up that match. I don't think it happened. But if it had, I'm sure they'd be very excited. Uh, what have you got? What's the most exciting one, Zijan? <laughs> um, so we've got a new Snow White. Yep. Yes, we have. We have a new Snow White. So uh, Rachel Zegler, she's a newcomer. She'll be playing Maria in the upcoming West Side Story mm. um, by Steven Spielberg. Uh, it's now set to play the live-action Snow White. So Kristen Stewart played our version of Snow yes, White. Yes, she did, didn't she? In recently. The, such a weird movie. Not sure whether that was part of Disney catalogue. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, uh, maybe it was. No, maybe, no, that one was, wasn't it? Because there was another Snow White at the same time. Yeah, wasn't because it? it was Snow White and the Huntsman, wasn't yeah. it? So but it was not had, really. But didn't they have Mirror Mirror at the same time, which was Lily oh, Collins? The, yeah, and Julia Roberts as the yeah, you know, queen. Yeah. So many Snow it was Whites a big. It was a big year for Snow White. Why is Snow White called Snow White? Is it because she's really white? Yeah, um, if you've, uh, I think in the Brothers Grimm, or I don't know which, I'm pretty sure it's, it should be the Grimm yeah, Brothers, but when, when, uh, when uh, she was born, her, her skin was fair snow. Okay, because uh, Rachel Zegler is, is Latina, right? I believe so. Well, she has to be to play Maria. To play Maria. Well, yeah, I think the original wasn't, but never mind. Um, okay. So uh, Mark Webb will be directing with uh, Pasek and Paul writing the music. What's Mark Webb, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. He of, uh, of 50, 500 Days of Summer fame. Yes, a very good film. And Pasek and Paul from The Greatest Showman fame. Ah. Oh, it's a musical, is it? Well, 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> given, okay. given, given that, yeah. I, I mean, most of the Disney live action films turn out uh, to be musicals. Yeah, they snuck a song or two in, haven't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Are, are there they any Snow White songs I should know? Someday my prince will come. Is that Snow White? You see, I don't... Hi-ho. Hi-ho. Hi-ho, of course. Of course. Yeah. A classic. We're off to work we go. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get some sort of um, rap remix of that, aren't we? Of course we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, adding the P onto hi-ho to make hip-hop. That's what's going to happen there. Okay, well, that's kind of exciting. Um we got a Shang-Chi trailer, Zizhen, and um, normally we don't talk trailers, but it, released, it revealed some exciting stuff, including the fact that the Abomination is back. Hmm. You remember the Abomination from the Incredible Hulk. I quite like him in the Incredible Hulk. I can't remember who played him. He was the guy. It was oh. Tim something. Uh, we should have done more research on this. Yeah, Tim something, I'm going to say. He, he, yeah. British guy, right? No, I think it's Australian. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, the, it's all the same, isn't it? These uh, I, I can edit this bit out these... to make us look more intelligent. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, um, I look it up. Uh, yeah, so he's back. The trailer shows him in a cage fighting with, apparently with um, with Wong, which I must admit I didn't uh, realise from watching it. Tim Roth, uh, who is indeed English. Huh. Nailed it. Um, yes, so uh, we, it looks like uh, they're putting in some some crossovers, and uh, we don't have any explanation as to why Abomination is fighting Wong, but um, that's what's happening. I, I have a theory, Dijon. I have a theory. Go on. That, uh, yeah, that's the, a theory. So you know, obviously Thanos was the big bad of the the first twenty odd films, twenty five ish films. Yeah. I don't think they want to go down the same route again as having a big bad. I think they're going to have almost kind of a league of anti Avengers. You know, all, all the all the villains from the various different films. I think they're going to team, so team them up. So that. Theory has been flying around recently. Mm. Yeah, because there, there, there is a Dark Avengers. Uh, okay, is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. I've heard, <laughs> they I've heard, a, I've heard anti Avengers, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't think of a better name about Dark Avengers. So, yeah, literally the, the anti Avengers, really. There's a counterpart for each of the superheroes. Because I feel, um, we're, obviously, we've got, I think, Sony are working towards the Sinister Six, which will be a bit different. But, uh, yeah, I. I, I, I yeah I think I, I'm obviously not the first person to have thought of this, um, but it does feel like they're bringing bringing back they're pretty they're, they're making the villains maybe a little bit less disposable. Um. Yeah, I think that 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 would work. Um, although I was think I was saying that uh, Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man, mm. Quantumania that's coming out, is quite a big bad in the Marvel universe. So. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised if he becomes a well. It could work though, cause he's a time traveler, right? Maybe he goes back in time and collects all okay. the super ah, villains. I like that. I like that because mm. um, there was some suggestion that he's buff- he's going to be um, behind the TVA in Loki, for, um, but I feel uh, which is maybe why I start thinking because I think I yeah I kind of get that, but I don't think they're going to build towards Kang being. I think they're going to want to yeah maybe Kang is the leader, but he'll just go back and pick up Ferris. Villains, which means it doesn't matter if they died in their films. You can go back and get Killmonger. Yeah, exactly. I've definitely um, not been watching Loki. I have to say, okay. I've stopped okay. the episode one. So, but I heard the recent ones are really good, though. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, well, maybe uh, we we started last year traditions. It's become a tradition of um, making predictions for the year ahead. So maybe um, maybe I can re- rework that into our predictions episode later in the year. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Um, We've got a name for Transformers 7. <laughs> oh, Don't boy. laugh, Colin. There are seven films of that's Transformers. The second, that's the second, be- second most best piece of... Um, most best. <laughs> second best piece of uh, news you've got, is it? 
Okay, uh, well, I, I before do. you reveal that decision, I want to see how yeah. many of the uh, the previous, previous ones I can name. Okay, I I, I need to check it against okay. something. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know this, Colin? Uh, Wikipedia, decision. Wikipedia. Um, the first one is just called Transformers. I'm pretty confident of that one. Yeah, uh, yep. Uh, I might not get these in order. Um, there's Revenge of the Fallen. I think that's one, yeah. There's Dark of the Moon. Yep, that's number three. Oh, you're doing it in order. That's pretty good. Uh, are you including Bumblebee in your list? I, yeah, I think so. Cool. In, in the- I can't have that. Uh, oh, oh, there's one about um, a sword. The last, the last sword, King Arthur's the sword. Last, last night. Last night. Yep. And the fourth one is about dinosaurs in it. So, the title. Uh, <laughs> The Land Before Time. Yes, Colin. <laughs> Littlefoot appears in this. <laughs> that reminds oh, me, that's a, a very age, depressing age, film. Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction, oh, that's correct. Yeah. I, but you liked Bumblebee. I did, Bumblebee was very good. Uh, I watched Bumblebee uh, quite a while back as well, after your recommendation. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. It's like a carry-on from Age of 17 for... <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it is, I feel. It's pretty much the same character, really. Well, it's basically E.T., um, yeah. but but the Transformers I, I only seen the first Transformers movie and Bumblebee and the first Transformers movie was terrible and apparently they get worse from there so, um. so Transformers 7 is called Rise of the Beasts oh because Beast Wars is a thing yes Beast Wars is a thing and um, yeah Anthony Ramos uh, our fr- the star from uh, In the uh, Heights yes will be leading this film and uh, Michael Bay's got nothing to do with it I have no idea. I think he's dropped his hands off. I think he's, I think he's stuck out. So maybe maybe I'll give it another try if Michael Bay's not involved. Mm. Uh, and if Anthony Ramos is. I'm uh, newly signed up to the Anthony Ramos fan club. Um, <laughs> Simon, my brother, apparently was already a fan of Anthony Ramos from something else. I can't remember what. Huh. But he enjoyed In the Heights as well. So there you go. If you don't take our recommendation for it, uh, take Simon's. Um, Judy Delpy. Uh, who is uh, who was a star of the, of the Before trilogy, uh, alongside Ethan Hawke um, and director Richard Linklater, has said there will not be a fourth Before movie. So this is uh, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight, I think. I think I got this right. Um, which I love the first one, and I think they get worse as they go. Okay. Um, but they come. Was this surprising though? Because well, I've not seen any other films before. I thought you know a trilogy they ended quite well, right? As you say. Well, I think. Because they've left so much longer, I think it's been seven year gaps at least between the previous ones. So kind of, they've always kind of come as a little bit of a surprise. No one was really expecting the sequel. No one was really expecting the third one. So, uh. I, think, so I think there's just kind of a oh they'll get they'll get to it eventually. Um, so I'm a little bit sad because I do enjoy catching up with those characters and seeing where they got to. And I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily take this as a hundred percent. It's never going to happen again because if they all decide, oh maybe why not? Then, then maybe we'll get on. But she said apparently. Uh, no more so we'll just have to, to live with the trilogy as it is of course she was in Avengers Age of Ultron I always find that amusing that an actor of her calibre um, who did she play? she played um, uh, uh, Natasha's instructor in the flashbacks oh okay so I'm not even sure she has a line she just stands in the background and says, maybe she has one line I think hmm. Judy Delphi <laughs> will you solve this as a bigger part? <laughs> that's what I think maybe she'll appear in the Black Widow film maybe she, maybe she will Maybe she mm. will. 
Um, speaking about Scarlett Johansson, yes, she is to produce and potentially star in a Tower of Terror movie. Tower of Terror, <laughs> which apparently is a, a theme park ride. A theme park ride, yep. Because you know, Pirates, how big Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, and I don't think any of the other theme park ride films end up as big as the Pirates of the Caribbean series. No, you um, think we've got the, one coming up. The one hit no. has convinced everyone, and that was what eighteen years ago or something. Yeah, yeah, that worked. I mean, uh, since then, I mean. There has been, I think, Tomorrowland counts as one. Yeah, that was, I think, a theme park zone rather than a ride or something. But yeah, yeah, and then the upcoming rock film, um, what's it called? The one oh, Jungle Blanc. Cruise. Yeah, yeah Jungle Cruise. That's I, I feel like Haunted Mansion might have been a thing. Yeah, exactly. That's a bit Eddie Murphy. So there you go. I mean, yeah, wall to wall Disney. Hits. Um, uh, you know, Jungle Cruise will do well. I think. I think, but I don't think it'll do well because it's based on a ride. Well, because uh, Dwayne Johnson is wearing khakis again. and certainly is. And Emily Blunt has got a charming hat. So, you know, it's going to be a, it's <laughs> going to be a family friendly classic. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of Tower. I'm not really a theme park guy. I, I've been to Alton Towers. I enjoyed it. It's a long time ago. Hmm. Too, I'm too old for theme parks, maybe. No. 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 no? Great. I, I was just, I, I didn't think I was. I just wanted confirmation. Um <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll come see. Maybe I'll come see Scott Johansson in Tower of Terror, um, but I suspect I won't. Good luck to her in her post Avengers life. Um, Damien Chazelle is going to be uh, back. We've used that already in a film called Babylon, but we've got some more cast members: mm-hmm. um, Olivia Wilde, Spike Jones, and Tobey Maguire. Now that I right read that, I didn't realise that Spike Jones was an actor. I thought he was just a director. But there you go. Uh, Tobey Maguire is back, back, back. He's not done anything for a long time. But, well. Um, he'll be hot off the back of Spider-Man, surely. Surely. Exactly. Yeah, we've all the speculation going on about that. Um, so it'll be like, everyone will watch that. I think, yeah, Tobey Maguire was good in that film, even though apparently he's a horrible person in real life. I will see his next project. And then Damien Chazelle will swoop with Babylon. That's the Yeah, that's this the is his fun. next film since First Man, right? Uh, yeah, so we did a TV series called, called The Eddie, which I, one of these days I will go back and try again, because I just got... I just found it really boring, but I, I I want to like it. I'm not there yet, uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think he's made anything else uh, apart from that since then. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Not many blockbuster news left. Um. I've got Jake Gyllenhaal and Vanessa Kirby attached to star in Suddenly, which is a survival trailer. Okay. Um. Which follows a couple who become stranded on an island in the South Atlantic and must fight for survival. Ooh. So yep. That's that. Sounds no, a bit say, like Castaways, Eugene. Uh which someone <laughs> should watch but haven't yet. Yep. Uh, It'll uh, happen. Yeah, one day. One day. Um Ethan Hawke is the latest man, uh, speaking of the before trilogy, is the latest person in the Knives Out Two cast, which is growing and growing. Good for him. Ah, uh, that that keeps growing. <laughs> Uh, that's such a big cast now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think because it's a, it's now a big name. Knives Out. We're kind of getting it driven out because we're getting that kind of slowly, slowly. Um, what's the word? Slowly dripped out. That's not what. Anyway, uh, whereas for the first one, it's still got a big cast. So just didn't, we didn't get it slowly, uh, slowly appearing. Well, it's a whodunit, right? So the bigger it is, the more Harris they can throw at us. Yes, mm. I think I think we both. Said someone it was it was going to be didn't we last time? Well, yeah, we did. We did. I can't I remember. remember. I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go and listen to our old podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or just um, claim that we got it right and hope no one else was listening. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, so 
my last bit of news, which isn't a big piece of news either. So, Carrie Russell and Eldon Akron Reich. I can't pronounce it. Wow, that's thing. nowhere near. Okay. <laughs> is it not? I don't think you don't think you even got the first name right. Um, uh, this is so bad. The guy who plays Han Solo. Olden Aaron Reich. Also, it's Han. Old. Anyway, um, yes, him. I know uh, the guy. Part of the cast for Elizabeth Banks' new thriller, Cocaine Bear, um, which is a true... True stranger than fiction style event that happened in Georgia in 1985. What a year. They involved a bear and some cocaine <laughs> yep. and some dead people uh, and other criminals. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that, that's I happening. Elizabeth Banks, I think I think the film she's directed so far have been fairly light, like comedies or action or something. Um, so, uh, I don't know whether they're making. I mean, it's about a bear than cocaine. You think probably they're going for a. Dark comedy, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that could be cool work. Um, yeah, what a year, 1985. Um, <laughs> last piece of news, uh, Dwayne Johnson is going to be doing a Christmas movie, which he, it feels very much like Dwayne Johnson must already have done a Christmas movie, but there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, right. It's called Red One. Um, so who knows what that's about. If I was speculating, I'd say... Um, Red One sounds very much like a kind of... Like, you know, Rogue One in Star Wars, a kind of a fighter pilot type of situation but also a reference to Father Christmas. So some sort of combo of that, I guess. He's probably a fighter pilot who has to fill in for Father Christmas. Yeah. That works. Yep, yep. good stuff. Uh, we move on then to, to See or Not as Ed, our segment where we tell you about films we've recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not Zed them. I think I know what you've been watching, Zijan. What have I been watching? I think you've been watching Luca. No, I haven't, actually. No, all right. No. Okay. No, I've actually seen two films. News of Richard Luca. In the cinema. In the flipping cinema? Yeah, I know. Goodness we shall not look at. Is it uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? No, I didn't. What? I, I just was <laughs> screening Godzilla vs. Kong. Probably not. Uh, what's out in the cinema? So the first film I saw is Supernova. Supernova? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Have you, have you heard of that? Yeah, I've seen the trailer in, in, ahead of most of the films I've seen recently. Yeah. Yep. So it stars Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci as a couple. Traveling across England to the Lake District, uh, Stanley Tucci's character uh, is suffering from early onset dementia. Mm. So basically from the horrors of watching The Father yeah. two weeks ago, yeah. I've decided to treat myself to another film about dementia. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, this, this uh, uh, it's a fantastic moving performances by both leads. Right? I mean, both Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci are great actors in their own right. Mm. And to have them, you know, pair up is, is uh, it's a genius idea. It's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's very clever. Um, it's nothing groundbreaking, I would say, in terms mm. of storytelling, um, but it's a still a very solid movie nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. And the, the title Supernova comes from, you know, the fact that when stars die, they explode into a supernova and transform into matter that eventually form other things. So Ooh. that's where, yeah, that's where I was heading. Um, it's, yeah, it's a very touching film. Um, and yeah, we totally recommend that um, the second film that I saw well, on, in the cinema is uh, Freaky oh really that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's another horror film isn't it yeah it's a slasher comedy film uh, it's yeah it's hard to it's definitely not horror horror per se okay. although there, there were definitely some jump scares and stuff and there's a lot of gore but the gore was very Kill like it's so, too fake to look real kind of thing okay um, so it's Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton right about a bullet high school girl swapping bodies with a serial killer 
Um, so yeah, it's actually quite funny, I would say, um, especially the part where Winswan is playing the high school girl. Um, right. It reminds me a lot of uh, Jack Black in Jumanji. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, or uh, Rod Steiger in The Hot Chick, a film yeah. that I have not seen. Um, <laughs> uh, that. So yeah, it's quite refreshing because it, it, it's a new take on the whole um, serial killer or slash Freaky Friday uh, body swap kind of films. Mm. Uh, and it was actually surprisingly very funny at times. Um, so I, I think it did a very good job at trying to balance it out because I think it must be quite difficult to balance comedy with a slasher film and there's quite a bit of heart in it as well. Okay. So, um, yeah. So we should um, we should rush down to our local multiplex to see this, should we? I think, I think it's a decent film as well. <laughs> so okay. both films are pr- really good. So... Why not? You may have to close your eyes at some parts. I though, bet right? I will. Um, I, I've been watching films. One, uh, I'll start with Luca. Then I've I've seen Luca. What? Uh, I know no. what's going on here. It's <laughs> going on here. It's a uh, Pixar film that I've seen that season hasn't. Luca uh, is a, a sea creature slash Italian boy um, who enters a triathlon. It's um, a triathlon. A triathlon, but it's a special Italian triathlon. Uh, okay. So in a normal triathlon, you have uh, running, swimming, and cycling. Yep. Um, in this uh, triathlon, you have the cycling, you have the swimming, and the third thing is eating pasta. Um, <laughs> which I, is that offensive? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> no he's idea. a sea creature, but um, but when he reaches the surface, um, basically takes on the appearance of a human boy, uh, and has wacky adventures, uh, and I must say, very inconsistent rules about. Um, when you when you're a sea creature when you're not because sometimes it's whenever you're wet you become a sea creature so just like yep. if you drop water, like just a cup of water yourself sometimes he's jumping in and out of the water and transforming as soon as he hits the surface so i'm just saying right Pixar, you've not got that consistent uh and it bugged me but no this is a this is a fun film it's, i think it won't necessarily be remembered as one of pixar's um big game-changing films it's it's fun diverting hour and a half or thereabouts um but it's it's surprisingly uh gentle like what i guess a very simple gentle plot after things like soul or inside out where they're kind of going deep metaphysical this is not that okay um which is absolutely fine i think it's fun it's um i can see why they put it out on disney plus I think it's it's a good way to get people to Disney Plus, but it's not going to break box office records um, if it was at the cinema. Maybe it is at the cinema as well, I don't know. Um, I also watched Morgan, a film from five years ago, um, starring Kate Mara uh, as a scientist-type person and Anya Taylor-Joy as a um, kind of a human... I guess a kind of a Frankenstein type thing. They've created a human life or they've... Um, more more kind of uh, fast evolved human life I guess because I think they use a real human for the, for the basis anyway the kind of this creature but she does attacking and killing people well she's not okay. killing people she's not attacking people uh, and Kate Mara's turn up to see what's what and have, what's going on um, imagine Ex Machina but not clever <laughs> um, that's, that's what's going on here it's, it is surprisingly gory at times so I, 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 I certainly was shielding my eyes for some of it it does sound like the same premise, though, isn't it? But, but yeah, very, very similar um, premise. Uh, and it's not bad, but it's not anywhere near that good. It's it's more of a kind of a... It, yeah, it's got some slashery type bits, but it's yeah, it doesn't have a lot to say. So, um, okay. It's, I, I saw this quite a lot. Kate Mara, um, five years ago, I, don't, I think she must have been fairly new to Twitter. I don't know, but she was 
filling social media with this. And I've not seen her do that with any later films. I think she perhaps realised it wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, presumably her agent was like, yeah, you've got, to hit, you've got to tweet the hashtag, what is Morgan? It was all over the place. And then um, it, the film it sank, it, like sank the film. out of it, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, no, uh, four films, man. There you go, Which four films from? in Odyssey on Odyssey. We're going to go way over. Um, in fact, on the basis I thought we might uh, spend a long time on 2011, let's move the order around a little bit. And let's do our look back in Oscar segment right now. Ooh, okay. Um, which is uh, the segment where we've watched a Best Picture winning film, Best Picture Oscar winning film of the past. Uh, and we'll discuss it. And this time it was um, the musical film An American in Paris. See, Jeanne. So it's a 1951 musical starring Gene Kelly, um, Leslie Karen in her film debut, I believe. Um, Oscar Levant. I'm going to butcher all these names yeah, now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Georges Guterri, Nina Foch. Um, he got eight Oscar nominations, winning six, including Best Picture, uh, Best Cinematography, and Best Screenplay, with an honorary award for Gene Kelly. Um, and it tells the story of Jerry Mulligan, a World War vet turned painter, and um, it's basically about him falling in love in Paris, really. Yeah, um, painting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is probably the father of jukebox musicals, I think, because this is mm. all set around the music of George uh, Gershwin. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, even the title of the film, uh, American Paris, comes from his 1928 composition, So, which was the climax of the film, uh, with mm. a 17-minute uh, ballet session at the end. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you talk about jukebox musicals, we talk about films that are, uh, musicals that are based around the song list of uh, a particular artist. So think... Uh, of Mamma Mia, for example, mm. is a jukebox musical which features the songs of ABBA, Saturday Night Fever, uh, features the song loss of the Bee Gees. Um, there's so many out there nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. You're right. It is it's kind of the, the, the progenitor of that, isn't it? And I, I don't know where I assume this films. I think I assume it's filmed in America. It's a uh, fairly soundstagey Paris. It looks very. Uh, it looks like fake Paris. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a scene where a bunch of kids. French kids join in and they're the most American children I've ever heard or seen (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't have found some French kids anyway Um, yes it's I don't I don't I didn't I didn't hate it I I quite liked it I suppose but it's odd that it did quite so well I think me too I thought it was okay I didn't felt it was anything special no I've seen the other Gene Kelly film I've seen was Singing in the Rain I thought I enjoyed that a lot more than uh, an American in Paris because there seems to be more story behind Singing in the Rain than this this just felt like a very traditional love story and spread out for about two hours it, it feels like there's yeah a dozen films quite similar to this a dozen musicals with a similarly kind of sharp witty script and, and charming performances and pretty good songs and yeah nothing that really made this one rise out above uh, yeah I'd, I'd say any number of others with with this with basically with Gene Kelly or Bing Crosby or uh, well Frank Sinatra didn't do the dancing we did but there's a, yeah I, I kind of a small number of people who would fill these roles. Uh, it did mm. make me th- think of La La Land quite a lot because of the end sequence. The end sequence, yeah, and the dancing in the dancing on the river. Yeah, and 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 Damien Chazelle has said yes they they did plunder that film for some of La La Land stuff. But yeah, the, 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 as you said on the last. 17 minutes are oh, this ballet but it's all done in a kind of imaginary fake Paris which is very much what they did at the end of um, La La Land mm. it's one of the things with uh, jukebox musicals as well right they're trying to shoehorn 
they're trying to make the plot fit the music rather sure. than anything yeah. else. So I, I think like if you, <laughs> that's why films like Mamma Mia doesn't really have much of a plot to it because how are you supposed to link songs like you know uh, hmm. uh, like uh, Dancing Queen? Yeah. You know, into the, yeah, yeah, and into a film. It's just to to make to make it make sense. Like in this case, there was a there was a point in the film where the his um pianist friend was basically fantasizing about playing Gershwin's concerto in F. Yes, which literally added nothing to the story we've all, whatsoever. We've all like, done that, Sajan. We've all done that. Of course, we have. Yeah, we never like we never cared about his pianist friend whatsoever. <laughs> he doesn't add anything to the story, and it kind of broke the momentum of the story as well. It was just randomly shoved in. I have I'm to say, to... I'm surprised this won a screenplay Oscar. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the plot basically doesn't... There's this whole big thing about... So he's got um, a patron who's paying for to support his art career. And you have this thing where he like, she gets him a studio and it's all decked out and he's going to be great. And then they're like, yeah, well, we're done, we're done with that storyline. <laughs> we, we don't need to pay that off. Just just cut away. Um, I'm, I'm not terribly comfortable with um, uh, this guy who's chasing after a 19-year-old girl and he, he's twice her age. And she turns him down several times and tells him to leave her alone, uh, and he just keeps going until she's in love with him. I mean, it's the trend of all the best picture winners we've been watching recently, anyway, Colin. Uh, are, you th- um, are you talking Rocky? <laughs> and many more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. It didn't sit well. Yeah, sensibilities of the time, right? That's why we mm. keep saying. Um, yeah, they, they, they make comments about 19 means they were getting on. I was like, 19 means you're getting on with life. 19 years old. <laughs> we're almost twice the age now. Yeah. <laughs> Nin- I, think that was a, I think that was a joke. But, um, uh, and then reading makes the girl means that they are moody. <laughs> yes. I like the fact that Bill kept referring to Gene Kelly as young, though, because um, he was... Oh, I was he in it? Uh, he was, I think, 38 at the time of recording, the time of nice. filming. So, yeah. Yeah, we're still young, Zijan. We're still young. The 19-year-olds are, are queuing up. Still a great tap dancer, though. I mean, I think, like, if anything else, like, the, the dancing is pretty good in this Girls film. Girls don't like tap dancing. They like spreadsheets. They like, <laughs> they like guys who can do spreadsheets. That's what I say. Uh, uh, I have to say, though, I'm so glad that musicals changed for the better in the 60s. So this, I, I think, after this, like, the musicals in films died a little bit so I don't think Gene Kelly had a lot more right. work to do is after that why, that is that why they gave him his honorary Oscar at that point Maybe. probably yeah but after that the 60s came and then you have you know good musical films again like yeah. My Fair Lady and The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins which actually you know the, the music is catchy and it actually you know suits the plot rather than the other way around it did make me think though um, both, both this and In the Heights made me think back to La La Land and think maybe they should have hired some people who can sing because um, I love La La Land and, and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are two fantastic actors but seeing people in both those films who can both well who can sing and dance and act I said that I mean Gene Kelly's not the world's greatest actor he's fine mm. anyway uh, that's American Paris um, of all the ones we've done I would rank it fairly low yeah I think too. Um, I mean it's a, it's a fun way to pass some time but I, yeah, it wouldn't be in my top 20 musicals I would have thought no, and they're actually doing the musical in Western right now. I'm quite, I'm quite surprised by that. Yeah, it's, it's been done a few times, isn't it? Is that right now? Cool. Um, okay, that, that was Look Back and Oscar. We move on. Oh, no, in fact, no, before we move on, um, uh, next time we'll be doing Actor Factor, where we talk about the film's particular actor. Uh, I don't know if you've done him before, Zijan, um, but I'm saying Mel Gibson. Um, okay. I'll have to check the spreadsheet and maybe change that <laughs> um, if we have, but uh, Mel Gibson's what I'm going with. 
Cool. Um, we move on to the main segment of the day, which is 2011 in film. We're going to look back 10 years at what came out in 2011. And Zijan, it's a glorious opportunity for me to ask you what you, what you were doing in 2011. Oh, we always say that. We became best friends, Colin, we, became, we became best friends in 2011. Do we? I have no idea. I can't remember. Uh, let's say we did. <laughs> Uh, that was the most momentous occasion in my life. <laughs> you qualified in 2011. I did. Sure. I qualified as an actor in 2011. Um, I resigned my my job. Um, I, the only time I've ever done that was in 2011. To to follow me. To follow you, Zajan, to uh, to AXA, <laughs> um, which is, we've both since left. But uh, uh, but what a time it was. Uh, yeah, and if I my my resignation was announced the day before my qualification was announced, so there were a few. Um, a few gritted teeth, I think, congratulated me on the qualification. But there you go. <laughs> uh, what a year. What a year. It was also a year I saw a lot of films. I, I, I have a spreadsheet, Sijan, of uh, every film I have on DVD um, oh, wow. with, with various bits of information, including the um, the year of release. And 2011 is the second uh, highest of any year. Uh, I, have, I think I have 40 films from 2011 on DVD. Nice. Uh, 2013 just pips it, but... Uh, Let's do all in 2011. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to rattle through or just skip a lot of them, I guess. Um, oh, that's fine. We can do that. We, we keep saying that every, every every time we do this, uh, looking back in, in different years, that the year is the year of the sequels. Yes. Honestly, the highest grossing films of 2011 are all sequels, except for one. They are, I, I, wrote, I wrote this down. So um, here's a bit of maths, okay? Go on. Based on that. So if, if every film was an original... Let's say we'd give a, a one, and then the total of the top ten would be ten. And if they're all yep. uh, the first sequel, they'd all get a two, so the score would be twenty. Uh, what do you okay. think the score is if you add up these these top ten? It's quite high, right? Quite high. Yeah. Oh. Forty-five. Okay, it's a bit of an, a bit of an anticlimax now. Um, it's uh, it's thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, so it's an average three and a half for. Um, but yes, you're right. I've, uh, the, the one that wasn't a sequel is the Smurfs, which I've not seen. I've not seen. Apparently, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go through the list then. Let's start. Cars two. I've not seen it. No, me neither. And it's a Pixar film, as a Disney film, as an animated film. I've not seen it. But Cars two is noted as being the worst Pixar film there is. Uh, wow. Well, I think the Good Dinosaur has picked it a little bit. Okay, but it was. Really, really bad. Uh, it's gotten bad reviews. I did not watch Cars. No, I've not seen Cars. Yeah. Because I don't really care for Cars. They sell a lot of toys, though, I hear. Well, that, um, that's why they made Cars 2, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they did. So, Cars 2 was quite a disappointment. You'll notice as well that this is probably one of the few years that Pixar did not pick up the Best Animated Film Award, mm-hmm. which they won constantly since uh, losing out to Shrek in the first uh, year that the award came out. So there you go, Cars 2, down for Pixar. Yeah, it felt like it was a very different um, approach from Pixar, where they kind of rush out a fairly cheap sequel for the merchandising, uh, and they thought different. Uh, Smurfs in 9, we haven't uh, seen. Uh, Hangover Part 2 is in 8, I've not seen it. Um, Or it's prequel. Well, not prequel. Uh, 7 is Fast 5. Which is now having its ninth film out today. Yeah, uh, is that today? Um, yeah, this was. I think I've not seen. I've not seen it. Uh, I think this was the turning point for the Fast Saga, wasn't it? Where people started going. Oh, actually, this is a lot of fun. I think I saw a Fast and Furious film for the first time this week, Zizan. Uh It was Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, how was that? 
Uh, it was like Mission Impossible, but worse. <laughs> it was. I mean, I, I kind of was half paying attention to the big action sequences, which I guess is the only point of the film. So I don't know why I was not paying that. It was. Um, the dialogue was terrible. There was one part where where someone says to the Rock or to Dwayne Johnson, um, uh, "This is like a bad dream," and he says, "It's more like a nightmare." <sighs> Those are the same thing. Those are. <laughs> That's terrible dialogue. Anyway, I, the, the, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham are quite charming in their in their way, I suppose. But um, well, the Fast and the Furious uh, series is doing well for itself. It's doing it right, isn't it? Doesn't need us. Yeah, it doesn't need us at all. To, we did a quiz on them once, so that's oh, all we, did, we can give we? them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, that's the least we can do for them now. I mean, we've done, and we've the done most. everything we could yeah, for them. It's the least and the most. It's exactly right. uh, Number six is Kung Fu Panda 2. It's another sequel. I have not seen it. I've seen it. Uh, there is a. I'm pretty sure the villain's a peacock. Cool. I reckon a panda could take a peacock. <laughs> Especially a panda uh, that's trained in kung fu. Kung fu, my nice. Also, it's quite fun. It's, it's a fun film. Like, there's nothing much to say about it, really. It's just fun. Cool. Uh, fourth, uh, one, sorry, fifth one is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Uh, Which one is this? The fourth one. Uh, the, yeah, that's not helping me at all. Uh, the Burj Khalifa. Oh, okay, this one. I then I may have seen this. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I think it might be the best one. Um, it's certainly the one where they found their groove. They figure out this is it's it's a team film. Tom Cruise is still the lead, but it's a, a team dynamic, uh, which they they hadn't really done. I mean, the first one there's a lot of talk about it being a team, and then it was basically just Tom Cruise by himself. And the second one was poor, and the third one they kind of got back on track. But the fourth one, I think, is where they really found what the series was all about. And they haven't deviated too much from the uh, from the formula since then, because uh, if it ain't broke, Why keep going. Um, I, I changed the ending to that <laughs> that, that well known yeah, saying for some reason. Uh, the fourth one, the Twilight Saga: Colon Broken Dawn hyphen Part One. <sighs> this uh, is the part. This is the point in time when they decide to make the last book into two separate films to yeah. follow the Harry Potter series. Yes. Yeah, which we're gonna talk about later as well. Yes. But this was a bad idea. I've I've actually read all the twilight books have you and the last book does not warrant <laughs> two films let alone one full 90 minute film you know the first half of the, of the film is just drivel about you know them getting married and having a child there's no there is no plot there's nothing to it right. it's a waste of time so I, the only reason why they're doing this is because they want to do the, the harry potter thing and split it in two films and it worked because this film grows seven hundred million dollars worldwide. So, what? Uh, who am I to say? I'm not a marketing genius. Yeah, for, although um, the Divergent film series, they did something similar, and then the last one never got made, did it? So uh, <laughs> um, that was. A, I think there was some talk of making it for TV, and that never happened either. Yeah, I've never seen a Twilight film, but I, I, I read occasionally I read the plots or see a kind of a YouTube video that talks about what I'm saying, and it sounds so insane that. I, Anyway, uh, third one, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, on Stranger's Hides. It was the fourth one. It was the grand return. It was bad. Also, I saw it in 3D that was done badly, I think. It was it's just so dark, the entire thing. They all blur into one for me, Colin. Uh, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure I've seen two Pirates of the Caribbean films. Right. I know I've seen the first one, but I can't remember which one. <laughs> which one is my second one. There was quite a long gap for this one. Um, no one came, well, Johnny Depp came back, but I don't think anyone else there's certainly Kieran Knightley and Orlando Bloom. I say certainly. I don't think they came back. Uh, yeah, and I, I, it, it kind of died a bit of death. Judy Dench is in it for like three seconds. 
which is kind of weird. But there you go. Mm. Uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon. You might remember that from when I named all the Transformers films earlier. Yeah, this goes to show how few films I've watched in 2011 that are part of the highest grossing films of that. Yeah, I say I've, I've watched a hell of a lot of films in 2011, but I've only seen three of the top ten. So. I've only seen, yeah, same, three of the top yeah. ten. Wow. Uh, it was not a great year for... I mean, are, are we still in this era? I don't know. I feel that people put more effort in than this. Anyway, Transformers Dark Moon apparently is really bad. Um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, the eighth and final film of the Harry Potter saga. It's no, sur- it's no surprise they won, though. Um, I mean, eight films, seven books running, and it's still going on. Harry Potter... Yeah, Harry Potter's big. We're still Harry big. How, how, you heard it here first, people. Um, <laughs> how, yes, Fantastic Beasts is going to play and various theme parks and film studios and stuff uh yes it was a worthy end to the saga i thought it was yeah, yeah it was i mean you watch these actors grow up right like this yeah there's nothing else to that right? you watch these actors grow up and mm. it ended as the book ended that's all you could ask for from uh yeah a Harry Potter fan right yeah and i think it's there are a lot of people who've only watched the films and that's, that's kind of their main source of Harry Potter i say stick to the books or start with the books but um but they don't. Yeah, they did well. It, it wasn't a disappointment by any means. I thought it was a good, no. good ending. What does surprise me in retrospect, or it feels weirder in retrospect, um, are, are the films not in this list. Okay, go on. Uh, Thor uh, <laughs> and Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, I, I have not written down how much they made, but these days, any Marvel film is, is cracking the top ten quite easily. I know. This was the first year that Marvel cranked out two films out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, this was only the fourth and fifth films in the uh, in the um, in the MCU. So we'd had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man Two. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Chris Hemsworth wasn't a big name back then. Um, no, not at all. He'd done Home and Away, and that was about it, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And Chris Evans wasn't a huge. I mean, he'd done a lot of stuff, but he wasn't um, a huge box office draw by any means. But, but I think more to the point, yeah, the MCU wasn't what it was. We'd had quite a few uh, superhero type films, but even things like um, so. We also had Green Lantern this year, which I wasn't expecting to be in the top uh, 10. But uh, X-Men First Class, which is a, a brilliant film, didn't make it into that top 10. Yeah, so, because it's not a sequel. Well, well a prequel, no. I suppose. But, uh, yeah, and the X-Men have never done as much box office as, uh, as the MCU by any means. But there you go. We, we feel like we've had superhero films for a long time, and I guess we have. But, um, but 10 years ago, they weren't breaking... They were being beaten by the Smurfs at the box office. So. But imagine that, but I think a year later, the Avengers came out, right? Uh, yeah, so so this is, I mean, Avengers was was what was the absolute game changer, wasn't it, 2012? It was. As you say. Um, it's just one year ago. <laughs> it's just one year difference between the two, right? Yeah, so yeah. can you imagine like Thor and Captain America not reaching the one million mark and the Avengers come out next year? And it's just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that next year. We'll do it next, anyway. next time, but, uh, or not next time, next year. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't watch Iron Man at the cinema or, or Iron Man 2 or The Incredible Hulk. I think Thor might have been the first one I saw at the cinema. So I was I was a little bit late to the game. Uh, let's go to some Oscars stuff then. So um, uh, some of the Oscar winners and nominees. The Artist. Uh, it was a big year for Jean Dujardin. Uh, he won Best Actor. The film won Best Picture. Uh, Black and White. Best Director as well. Best Director. Um, I can't remember if she won Best Supporting Actress. Berenice Bed or something like that? Nominated. Nope, I was uh, Octavia Spencer who won it. Uh, right. Um, yeah, it was a silent film, black and white. Very charming, I thought. Um, 
it was almost it was slightly surprising it won maybe it had this big groundswell behind it people yeah. keep saying that they're surprised that it won but I, I'm trying to look at the list of films that are out there as well yeah. who, I can't remember who, who were they competing against um, so I've only been one down the ones I've seen but so the help was in the list I think hmm. um, Midnight in Paris got some nominations I don't know if we got that one uh, The Descendants Hugo Moneyball Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy uh, so yeah not maybe not a prime year of Oscar Os- not, not really good much competition is there I would say like I've seen Hugo I don't know I think the artist is better yeah I've seen I've fallen asleep in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy so the artist is definitely yeah. better <laughs> yeah I, I think it's fair yeah, yeah did you see The Descendants I've seen The Descendants and I cannot remember a lot from it for some reason um uh, I really liked it. It was um, George Clooney, Alexander Payne directed, I think. Um, Shailene Woodley, more or less her. It was, I don't know if it was her debut, but it was kind of a big break, playing his daughter. And their mother was in um, was in a coma, uh, and yeah, it was actually him looking after his two daughters. Uh, yeah, they're both. Oh, they're all uh, really good, really good. I, I think that was um, uh, well thought. There's a whole thing about him opening a bit of Hawaii as well. I forget the exact. Oh. Background yeah, I, I, I definitely didn't watch films with much scrutiny back then as well. So I really, really cannot point my finger. I'm pretty sure I watched it. I'm actually very close to 100 percent sure I watched it in the cinema as well. But I just cannot remember any bit of it. Fair enough. Um, the, the, the other best picture nominees were extremely loud and incredibly close, which I thought everyone hated. Um, so I was surprised. Um, of the ones I've not already mentioned, uh, Moneyball, Moneyball, Aaron Sorkin, back Chris Pratt. Um, one of his earlier roles. It's about Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is the lead. Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill first. Jonah Hill. Dramatic role maybe of Jonah Hill. Uh, about a baseball team that wins because of maths. Except they don't win. But they, they almost win. I love Aaron Sorkin. Everyone knows that. It's a pretty good film as well. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It, I, I enjoyed the film. I like maths, so that helps a lot. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, Americans know how to make films about sport as well, which we don't do so well over here. Um, uh, the Tree of Life, which I've not seen, and War Horse, which I've not seen. I've seen War Horse as well. Um, it's it's okay. I've so I've seen the play that right. Based oh yeah, on, I've heard that's and, good. Yeah. yeah, the play is really good because you can because of the mechanized horses in the play. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can't have you can't have real horses <laughs> running about on stage, right? Well, um, not these days. The, 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 Roman, but the horse puppets, the ancient are Romans, could do it. Insanely good. The horse puppets are really, really good. Like incredible. Um, but and the thing is the uh, the film just didn't capture uh, you know, no magic to play as much as it could be yeah, yeah Spielberg he's, he's not yeah I don't know I th- I feel like it's been a long time since Spielberg did a really great film um, we've got let's rattle through some of these so The Iron Lady Meryl Streep is very good and won the Oscar the film itself isn't uh, isn't brilliant to be honest I think it's such a place Margaret Thatcher uh, Midnight in Paris, I, I I hated. I really didn't like it at all. It's kind of a, so. Owen Wilson is in Paris, and he basically time travels to meet his artistic heroes. Okay. But, um, I think it's like most of Woody Allen films, really badly written. Um, Rachel McCann was in it, playing his fiance, maybe or wife, um, and is maybe the worst written character I've ever seen. He's just <laughs> he's just horrible. That's that's her thing. She's just horrible all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty unbearable. Uh, the Muppets. What a film that was! Uh, I love the Muppets. Mm. Jason Segel, uh, Amy Adams, 
Uh, great songs as well. Yeah, won, um, won an Oscar for that. I think he brought back the the whole Muppets thing because I think I think the whole you know, making making films with Muppets and it died a little bit in yeah. the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. And has died since. I think it got this one, then it got a Ricky Gervais sequel that didn't do so oh, well. Oh yeah, then, they uh, didn't do well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Real Steel, uh, which is a film that I watched on the recommendation of a guy from from work, Ross, uh, and it's been. <laughs> Do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yes. So you know they go and watch robots versus wrestlers. Yes. As a comedy thing, this is basically what that is. Um, it's, it's robots and wrestling. Actually, it's boxing, but you know, um, it's fine, I suppose. It's I don't know why he loves it. Uh, this is not Hugh Jackman in it. Hugh Jackman, yeah, yeah, yeah. He learns about being a better father or something. Really, it's set in a world where robot boxing has fallen out of fashion. So, so we're kind of in the in the way in the future where robot boxing has been a big hit and now it's kind of on the on where it's dying out. It's the uh, I don't know when it's set. I don't know how quickly it's still happening. Um, Jane Eyre, which is a good good adaptation, worth checking out. Uh-huh. Drive. Have you ever seen Drive, Ryan Gosling? Uh, no, actually. It's one of the films that I have to watch. And I always keep confusing Drive with Rush for some reason. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, people love Drive. It's uh, Ryan Gosling plays the driver uh, who goes around. Basically, I think he's a hired getaway car driver. Uh, Kerry Mulligan's in it. I thought it started very well, but then it just kind of became people shooting people. I don't know why people love this film quite so much. It looks, it looks pretty good, but it's not one of my favourites. This this is a weak year for uh, awards stuff, I think. My week with Marilyn, that was all right. Uh, I think so too. Like, yeah, we we talk about the best animated film as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rango, Uh, goodness me. Rango, yeah. I've not seen it. Um, The Eyes of March, George Clooney, Ryan Gosling, politics. I think I've mentioned I love Aaron Sorkin. If you've watched The West Wing, then The Eyes of March doesn't have masses to give you. I think. Um, And Rise of the Planet of the Apes, a film which I didn't think was very. Uh, captivating and people tell me I should watch the next two because they're much better the sequel is much better and I've still not yet bothered one day one day I'll get to it yeah, yeah you'll watch it I'll watch Castaway deal deal <laughs> um, why, did I, why, did I, why did I agree to this uh, you're editing this so if, like, if that mysteriously gets cut out then uh, <laughs> well, no anything else from 2011 I've got a massive list here because I've seen a lot of films from 2011 oh, um, anything you want to jump onto uh, Crazy Stupid Love came out then yeah, what a film. More Ryan Gosling. So many Gosling films. Yeah, big year for Ryan. Yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Tintin. Surprisingly, they didn't make any more sequels for that because I thought there was plans of doing that. It that wasn't was, a bad that film. That was the plan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a bad film by any means. Uh, we mentioned The Help. Um, hmm. Great film with uh, Emma Stone. Uh, big year for Emma Tavis Stone. Spencer, yeah. uh, Vi- Viola Davis as well. Um, but honestly, uh, Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer stole the show. Uh, Emma Stone was pretty much a side character in that. Hmm. Um, uh, one day. Yes, where uh, and Hathaway and is it Jim Sturgis? Jim Sturgis, yeah, yeah, good book, very good book. Yeah, I found the book quite too twee for my liking. Okay, uh, and people are very mean about Anne Hathaway's Yorkshire accent, um, which I'm not from Yorkshire, but it sounds okay to me. And I think and it's deliberately quite a light accent. And we have to mention a film that everyone watched last year. Uh, Contagion. Yeah, I I did watch it last year. Yes, yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, about the spread of a virus. Although in this one, I say it made me feel. I, I might have said this on the podcast. It made me feel much better about the world because in this film, like within a month, well, within a couple of weeks, 
absolute anarchy. Everyone's attacking each other to try and find bread and stuff. And in our world, well, that kind of happened, didn't it? Well, in our world, people just got really cross because people were buying too much flour. It was all yeah, because they're British, though. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the difference. Oh, right, yeah, across, that's... across the world, people were shooting each other, were they? But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we were we were queuing politely in our British supermarkets. And I know that you're. I know that you've been disappointed by the British queuing season since you uh, <laughs> since you came here. Uh, I love the queuing system; it's the best thing ever. I remember you telling me you were very unimpressed by how little we queue compared to rep- our reputation. <laughs> I think oh yeah, no, no, that was when we were watching. We were, we were at the Spider-Man film yes. premiere. Okay, Colin, remember yes, that? I remember it. <laughs> when you say premiere, <laughs> well, <laughs> we weren't at the premiere. Someone, we were there. Someone dressed up in the Spider-Man costume. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, especially it, it, we don't know. That could have been Andrew Garfield. We don't know. <laughs> Could have been. He he looked so embarrassed. You know, head to toe. Um, what else we got? Source Code came out this year. Duncan Jones film starring Jake Gyllenhaal uh, as a guy who's stuck in a time loop along, alongside uh, Michelle Monaghan. It's really good. You seen this one? Uh yes, I have. Yeah. I really enjoy Source Code as well. Yeah, I, I think it, there's more holes in it than a sieve, but it's it's uh, very <laughs> enjoyable. Fifty uh, Fifty, which is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen and Anna Kendrick, uh, about a guy who's um, been diagnosed with cancer, and again, really good, based on a true story. Uh, Anna Kendrick is is really uh, phenomenal in this. I think it's a it treads a really good tonal line, kind of. It's it's kind of a comedy, but also it doesn't shy away from dealing with the, the kind of the real aspects of of someone. And is a young guy, and he's maybe about thirty or so, uh, getting diagnosed with cancer. But if you haven't seen that one, I think it's well worth a watch. Uh, documentary called George Harrison Living in the Material World, which is very good. One of the, one of the best Beatles documentaries out there. Got anything else? I've, I've still got yeah, well, I've still got one of the 15 I'm, or something. But <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, I like to edit a short podcast anyway. Uh, I'm just going to, I've got loads, what time is it? Oh, i got, got time for more. This was, the years, this, this was the year of, um, of competing... Uh, comedy or rom-coms about people who just decide to have sex with each other but then fall in love with each other uh no strings attached and friends with benefits uh this year and interesting enough the stars of those films later got married not all four of them yeah we know we're running out of things to talk about are you refusing to say anything just so you don't <laughs> yeah exactly is... we can end it now I mean, it's... <laughs> i'm going to keep talking then uh maybe the maybe the worst <laughs> film i've ever seen came out this year um melancholia why have I heard of that before? Uh, it was a kind of an arty film. I think it's Lars von Trier, Kirsten Dunst, um, basically a, a meteor, maybe, uh, is going to hit the earth and, and destroy all life on earth. Uh, and in a, in a clever piece of, um, uh, a, a really clever metaphor, the meteor is called Melancholia. Uh, I hated this film literally from the opening seconds and I didn't stop hating it the entire time. I don't know why I didn't just leave. Uh, but anyway it ends with the world being destroyed and like the second that happened a woman in front of me burst into tears like really loud sobbing and I was like I've never been happier than when this film was over I don't know why you're so sad (laughs) just like this segment Colin you'll be happy when this is over as well (laughs) we've got loads of time loads of time no we need to make up for extending last time Uh, I want to do one more Fine. It's the Beaver. Go and watch the Beaver, starring Mel Gibson. That's why I put it in. So that's why Mel Gibson is the actor for next time because of that film. Well, we'll talk about it next year, next podcast. Next anyway. year, Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> is in it as well. Uh, any role? 
fine. Uh, I've got so many more I've seen, but fine. <laughs> Don't fine. sound so sad, no, Colin. Fine. You won't even find out how charming salmon fishing in the uh, salmon fishing in the Yemen is. You'll never know. We move on then to uh, our quiz on the films of John Favreau as a director. Uh, you know him as Happy Hogan in the MCU, but he's done loads of other stuff, including this. Um, Zizan, you are one up for the year. I am. Uh, kick us off if you'd be so kind. Question one. The climax of the film Elf sees a crowd of people singing which Christmas song, raising enough Christmas spirit to fully power the sleigh? Mm. I like Christmas questions. Yeah, I think we did a Christmas quiz. Um, <laughs> and I think this question might even have been on it, but I could be wrong. I saw this film uh, last Christmas for the first time and I had a good old time with it and I can't for life remember this answer. Uh, but I feel I feel if I take a long time thinking... Long, long time. <laughs> uh, I, I even read the Wikipedia where they were going to do one song and then they didn't get the copyrights to this or something else, I think. Yep. Um, no, I'm not going to get it. Jingle bells. Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, question one. Which of John Favreau's films, other than the Iron Man ones, uh, is based on a graphic novel? Uh, Cowboys and Aliens. It is. Oh, I'm going to say it how question two is it's based on a graphic novel by whom? Oh, crying out loud. I think I might be too easy this time. Um, I've got no idea. So I will... Can I even remember any graphic novel writers? <laughs> no. Stan Lee. Oh, wow, Colin, really. <laughs> can I just try Alan Moore or something? Yeah. yeah, Scott Mitchell Rosenberg. Good for him. Uh, Made is commonly seen as a follow-up to which 1996 film? Uh, I've seen this and I forgot about it. Uh, oh no. Good film. The, I've not seen Made, but the, uh, the 1996 film was good. I'm going to guess, but it's going to be wrong. It's Freestylers? Something like along the lines. You're not miles off. Uh, swingers. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I read this, but I completely forgot about it. Oh well. Um, question three. Name one of the two new songs in The Lion King. Uh, I'm very sure they didn't have um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight in the original. <laughs> i go with that. What? It was in the original. They sang it as well. I'm not sure they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> it's either Spirit by Beyonce or Never Too Late by John Legend and Elton John. Cool. Uh, one of the names of the aliens in Zathura. Uh... I saw this as well. I'm pretty sure I asked this question as well when we did the... Um, oh, yeah, we did a Jumanji thing, didn't we? A Jumanji I've thing, forgotten yeah. That. Okay. A quiz. Um, uh, this annoys me so much because I saw this as well and I asked you an exact question, <laughs> question and I can't remember the answer. I'm going to go with the Gargons. Ooh, the Zorgons. It's close. It's close. Oh, well. Question four. Who provided the voice of Car in the Jungle Book, changing the gender of the animal from the original film? Of Car? Yep. Uh, Scott Johansson. That's correct. Uh, and the board. Speaking of whom, um, uh, in Chef, uh, they drive from Los An- sorry, to Los Angeles from which US state? New Mexico. Uh, Florida. Ooh. Yeah, the New Mexico to Los Angeles is a quick drive, but... Uh, I have no idea so, my geography of the states is uh, so it's Miami Miami Florida ah. question my last question for you is what are the two films that John Farrell have directed produced written and starred in you know I almost wrote this question 
And I thought, no, this seems like something that Tijan would ask. Uh, Maiden Chef. That's correct. Um, okay, so it's 2 1 to me with this last question for you, Zijan. Yep. Um, the Lion King is John Favreau's highest grossing film at $1.657 billion. Uh, but what comes second? Oh. Ooh. So I'm torn between the Iron Man films. Uh, Elf cannot have made that much money. Jungle Book hasn't made that much money. I'm going to go with the Iron Man 2. It's the Jungle Book, I'm afraid. Ooh, uh, which well, made nine hundred sixty-seven billion, which I think is about three hundred billion more than Iron Man Two. Mm. Oh, nice! Crazy. Uh, I should guess it based on our talking about the grossing highest grossing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, as soon as I was that question, I thought I've given this all away in that in that yeah. conversation. Uh, but as, uh, I pull it level for the year, uh, and next time we're going to be quizzing on Snow White adaptations. <laughs> okay, yep. Because why Sounds not? Good. Uh, what's our main topic for next time, Zijan? An MCU film. I know. <laughs> It's been like forever. Like we used to get complaints about reviewing just only MCU films yeah. by your brother. Yeah, most of my brother. Simon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now we haven't been reviewing one for what was last, ages. What was the last MCU film? <sighs> Jeez. Who knows? Ant Man and the Wasp? No. Spider Man. Spider Man. It'll be Spider Man, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Far from home. Goodness yeah, me. Uh, that's forever ago. Uh, but what is that film? What is it? <laughs> Black Widow. Black Widow. I have already booked my ticket for Wednesday for some reason. I, I thought it was out on Friday, but apparently it's out on Wednesday. So, uh, Ooh, can't wait, can't wait. Yep. Yeah, and we will see you then. Bye.